Welcome to Ag Future presented by Alltech. Join us from the 2022 Alltech One Conference as we explore opportunities within agri-food, business, and beyond. One of the interesting benefits of having done the Alltech Ag Future podcast over the years has been an opportunity to observe an industry undergoing full-blown evolution, driven by a pretty relentless convergence of agriculture and technology. This is happening across the industry, but today we're focusing on a particular sector, swine, where technologies are revolutionizing pork production as we know it. Joining me is Dr. David Rossero, a technical officer at the Hanner Company, where he oversees the diverse technical aspects of the company's operations, including nutrition, research and development, business intelligence, and innovations. Welcome, David. Thank you, Tom. What are some examples of important, uh, maybe even game-changing, agricultural technologies that have emerged in recent years? Well, I'll have a couple of examples that I can speak of. Um, I think camera, to estimate the weight of pigs, that's very, very exciting to see on the accuracy on how those cameras are predicting how well, or no, as well, our pigs are growing. Another one, uh, I think to me is very impactful is the sensors on the beans. So estimating how much feed is going to the beans and how much consumption is it, is, it is occurring into our barns of the feed. Uh, just to mention a few, I've been aware and connecting to other companies and very excited to see that more and more people are coming into the smart, uh, smart farming and the digital transformation of what I, what I said and using software to improve uh, productivity. Peak flow uh, is, is an example, for instance. Um, I think some analytics um, are coming along. Just to mention a few, Tom. You mentioned the, the first item that you mentioned, cameras that can uh, give us the information on weight. Correct. How do they do that? So it's a uh, processing, and I'm no an expert in that. I'm a nutritionist by training, so. Mm-hmm. But as I understand it, the, the computer will analyze the image. Uh, so, but you'll need thousands of pictures of pigs, and you'll need the weight of the pig along with that image. So then that's an example of artificial intelligence. Uh, the computer will create, I think you guide the algorithm, and the computer will analyze what variables in the image it will allow for a better prediction of the weights. So in the process, we had to wait, as you can imagine, thousand of thousand picks to improve that accuracy. But um, something I'll be speaking on is something we like to see is any technology um, that's measuring something, it has to be accurate. And for that specific example on the camera, we have got into a 97, 98% of accuracy in predicting the weights of picks in any given phase on growth. How do these technologies create opportunities for innovation in the swine industry? That's a good question. And, and I'll, maybe I'll follow up with the same uh, example on the camera. Um, imagine you can, you can measure how your pigs are growing in the multiple barns you have in the regions, right? In Iowa, for instance, will be where we have majority of our pigs. And if we can understand how pigs will grow in the different environments uh, and the different flows of pigs that we're having, it will be so much powerful for us, right? is where we can find opportunities to make improvements. I can think about that example. It seems like a time-saving efficiency, too, in terms of the, the, the time it would take to, to weigh 
living pigs versus being able to shoot a photo or, or, or yeah, at least observe almost, them through a camera. That's correct, Tom. It's almost impossible to think that you, you can take a scales to the different sites of pigs to try to collect that information. And and maybe some of the other ways we're using uh, where you weigh the truck of pigs, it might be not as accurate, right? Uh, so yeah, I think it's, it's a labor saving. Uh, I think it's also the increase of data that's coming to you to understand your business deeper. You mentioned artificial intelligence. What's the latest on ways that uh, AI and, and the Internet of Things, for that matter, are, are making impacts on commercial pig farms? I think we're starting to see the beginning of what something's going to go big. Uh, I think to get to that point, we needed to have sensors. We have to have camera devices that collect this data. But these will have to be very robust, and they will have to be reliable, right? We have uh, hundreds of sites in in, in any given region and, in, and thousands of pigs growing at the same time. So to expand these, they, they had to comply with the requirements of the environment. And I think we're passing that point now. I think we can install sensors in barns and they are going to last for a long time. They are going to provide you reliable data. I think that's the phase and what I see in the commercial side we are into. So next phase is where you can use that data to move it through the, uh, the computer, uh, create artificial intelligence algorithms and drive the business. I haven't seen clear examples on that yet. Or maybe maybe something that I can think now on top of my head is in the health. Uh, another of the softwares we have explored and we have seen being watching is, is pictures of pigs that are sick. So veterinarians will the, uh, send a picture and the computer will analyze that picture and, and, and suggest and diagnostics of the, of, of the pig or a disease. So if you can tie that to how pigs grow, maybe diagnostics of samples that are coming back from the lab, that's also very powerful. Uh, that'll be a good example of what I can think quickly on artificial intelligence. Yeah, Sure. It's a, it's a weighty subject for sure. Um, what about robotics? How are robotics being used in pig farming? What are the benefits? Oh, I can see many benefits, I think. Uh, but we probably are still in the first phase. Uh, a good example will be uh, washing barns, right? I think there's uh, automatic um, washing, machine, washing machines now that you can put into barns. I have seen it. We haven't tested. Uh, probably it's going to come to another generation when they are going to be more affordable and more precising what the robot do, uh, but that that will be impactful for the labor especially, right? Thinking about the activities in the barn and commercial operations where you can make it more efficient. I can think about robotics, taking some of those tasks that are very repetitive and do it in a better way, yeah. How are technologies like augmented reality or 3D printing uh, being applied to farm operations and how do they impact efficiencies? I haven't seen much on the 3D, Tom, to be honest, uh, that are into the commercial level being applied, but I can see where augmented reality is starting to come into our hands. I have seen examples on the on the dairy uh, operations, and is if you have the information for every animal, if you know um, the age of, uh, say, think about in a south farm, where you have uh, uh, 2,000 to 6,000 sows in operation, and if you can have the information of every sow and the story, the history of her, the health status, and then you can manage, I think that's going to be very, more powerful to manage individually sows, right? 
A key goal for you has been to advance sow nutrition and to create feeding programs that maximize the lifetime productivity and the profit, profitability of sows. How have technologies moved us toward that goal? Well, I think those are helping us to advance, to, to, to apply this, these technologies and nutrition programs in a better way. Something that, you know, it, it doesn't relate much to smart pig farming, but I can think about a, a great tool in the last years we've been having is a sow caliper. And it's a very simple tool, but yet very powerful. And so in thinking about applying my nutrition programs, it allows me to be more precise in, in how I measure the body condition to feed her better. I think I'll, uh, I, this will be a good example for what we can do with more advanced technologies, implementing those, those feeding programs in the better way. Swine industry productivity has been trending upwards over the past 15 years or so, and, and much of the increased productivity is due to increased pigs per litter and increased market weights. What's driven those improvements? Well, um, you can go back into uh, the years and genetic selection. Um, I think that's key on getting our number of pigs born higher. And um, I think we have also getting to understand better some stress situations and disease situations where we can we, we can manage our, our sow herds better. Uh, feeding programs too, I think uh, they have made an impact. Uh, I think we will be talking a little bit on to my work on, on, on my doctorate on essential fatty acids. Um, that addressed one of the situations we had in, in the South with heat stress and, and where we've seen seasonality and season infertility. Um, so I think it's a combination of multiple things, uh, mainly driven by the genetic selection and the number of pigs that Asaa will have. And I think on the market ways, um, I think that's where the market is, is, is demanding today is, is, and that's where the plan is paying you for. And I think we have, as nutritionists, learned how to feed those heavier pigs better. What challenges have producers faced as a result of COVID-19, and how have they overcome those challenges? Well, it was a very challenging situation, all things considered, and everything came to air quick to us. Uh, one of the challenges was just to manage the number of pigs we had to process to plants, correct? And uh, I think labor came, came later and still uh, an issue still in not just the farms, but into the plants and and the capacity to process the pigs. I think we got in better into uh, predicting uh, our flows, the number of pigs are gonna, through this, gonna go through the system and managing the weights of the pigs to get to a target weight. I think we have become more precise and with labor, I think we have optimized tasks that needed to be done uh, I think we had to reanalyze ourselves or what are the basics, and we had to do correct the basics. I think uh, biosecurity is another positive thing. I can get it out of uh, COVID. It, I think it's, it taught everybody how virus can move so quickly into the environment. Uh, for the pig business, is no different. And so in our daily challenges, we have different viruses coming along. So... You just think about how conscientious the people will become after knowing a virus and into our hearts how to, to care better for our for ourselves, correct? Um, I'm just wondering if you kind of have a finger on the pulse of what's going on in the nation's, uh, the industry's research and development labs. Anything exciting going on there? 
I think so. I think um, you think about COVID again. I think uh, another positive thing I can get it out is is the development of vaccines and the new technologies that had brought to us. I think uh, one of our biggest challenges, Tom, is 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 health challenges we have in South Hertz and and peak in peak Hertz, correct? I think in how to deal with those viruses, we have gained a large amount of knowledge, and into that, I think coming up. Uh, this smart pig farming is allowing us to, it will allow us to manage our barns with less labor and, and that's going to address a current issue we have, correct? Uh, you touched a few minutes ago on your own research, focusing on understanding the nutritional value of essential fatty acids and their effects on long-term sow productivity. Tell us more about that. We start focusing about uh, what can we do with sows during summer? That was the, the, the original question to that. Can we increase the energy and by providing more fat into the diet? And that's, that's been a, um, a something common doing, especially in the south. And something that triggered uh, the next question on the essential fatty acid is that we try different fats and the outcome was different. And when we analyze the fats, um, the difference, the biggest difference was the level of essential fatty acid in one of the sources. Um, and then investigating about the essential fatty acids, you learn about uh, these being a precursor of hormones that are important for reproduction. And then start thinking about the seasonality, um, the infertility during the summer that occurs in the South Herds. So we tested out. And I think we had a really good outcome in, in an understanding that if you provide the right level of linoleic acid, the sow will maintain pregnancy um, longer, right? So they, they won't lose pregnancy over time. And I think that explained in, in a portion what happens during your seasonal infertility. So by doing that, I think we haven't eliminated uh, obviously, heat stress is going to affect sows, um, and unless you provide the right environment and can afford it, sows are going to have uh, heat stress. But the portion that is nutritional related, that I think to me it comes along to linoleic acid or essential fatty acid, if you provide the right level, you won't see much of that problem. All right, that's Dr. David Rosero, technical officer at the Hanner Company. And thank you for joining us, Dr. Rosero. Thank you, Tom. My pleasure. For the Alltech Ag Future podcast, I'm Tom Martin. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Ag Future wherever you listen to podcasts.